Micah chapter 6, verse 6 to verse 8, Old Testament. Praise God. The prophet Micah records, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the Most High, or the High God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. And I want to speak to us today from this thought, the requirements. The requirements. Father, I praise you again this morning. God, I praise you for your goodness, and I thank you for your grace. And sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O God. Guide us, direct us. Let us not leave the way that we came, but let us leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we will give you all the glory. We will give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Praise God. Amen. The requirements, the requirements. The prophet Micah is a contemporary of the prophet Isaiah. They both was prophets during the same time period. Amen. His name means who is like Jehovah. Amen. Nobody, right? <laughs> Who is like Jehovah? Amen. Micah seems to focus on the definition of what true religion really is. And you find this picked up again with James also in his book. Uh, Micah also focuses on the coming of the Messiah. Amen. In Micah 5, 2, it talks about, But thou, Bethlehem, afraid, or though thou be small upon the nation, yet out of thee shall come forth him who is to be governor of Israel. Amen. We see that they lay the foundation, they lay the found works, amen, of what God is is going to do. And that's the, the key to when you read the prophets is to realize is they're laying the foundation. They're laying the foundation of what Christ will do when he comes. Amen. From Isaiah to Jeremiah to Ezekiel to Daniel, they're all, all the major prophets, all the minor prophets. Uh, amen. They're foretelling, they're foreshadowing what's going to come forth here. Amen. And so Micah here begins to tell us, he says, he has showed thee, O man, what is good and what that the Lord requires. Amen. Sometimes in our walk with God and sometimes in the church, uh, people can begin to wonder what is required. Amen. What is required to be a Christian? I've had people ask me, what is required to be a member of your church? Amen. And they want to know these things. People want to know what the requirements are. Some people uh, apply for jobs and things of that nature, and they never study what are the requirements, amen, to have that job. What are what does the employee want you to do when you when you sign on the dotted line? I, I know a case one time that a lady, you know, she got one of the jobs, she applied for the job, 
and she got the job and she worked there for over a year and a half and she was working in the job and one day her boss told her she needed to move a, a cabinet from one place to the other and it weighed about 30 pounds and she says i'm not doing that you know and he says why not she says that's too heavy for me he said, well, didn't you realize the requirements was that you had to be able to lift at least 50 pounds when you got the job? She says, I didn't think I was going to have to do that. So they fired her, you know, and she got fired, and then she filed a lawsuit. When she got to court, the prosecutor just brought up what the, the contract said and kicked it out. See, we have to know the requirements, amen, before we say, yay, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that, amen. We need to study it out. Praise God. It's kind of like when you're baking a cake or something, you know, you it, it, you read the recipe. It's got all the ingredients that you need to put in there, but the requirements comes when it says you need to heat your oven this hot and let it be in there for this, this long, because you know, if, if you don't follow those requirements, usually it's going to the garbage can when it comes out. It's not going to turn out the way that you want it to turn out. So throughout scriptures, we constantly focus and we constantly see that God has requirements. And the unique things about God's requirements are they do not change. Whether it's written in the Old Testament or whether it's written in the New Testament, they're the same. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a requirements was for them is a requirement for us. Uh, Moses told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13. Amen. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him. Him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, uh, with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you this day. Notice, Moses says, here's what God requires of you, Israel, to fear him, to respect him, to honor him, amen, and to walk in all of his ways, uh, and to love him, and to serve him, the, the Lord thy God, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which he commands you this day. Amen. And do we hear that? To praise God. We must respect God. We must honor God. We must walk according to God's ways. Amen. Because the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord. Amen. And we must do what God's word tells us to do. Because God has our best interests uh, at heart. Uh, Jesus says, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. He's not willing that any should die. He says, I have no pleasure in people dying. Amen. He wants us all to live. So he's given us the requirements uh, that we need to do to live. So we need to follow God's ways. Uh, Zechariah would write in Zechariah chapter 7, uh, verse 8 through verse 10. Amen. And the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Thus speak the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, and the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you imagine evil 
against his brother. Amen. Notice here what he's saying to you and I. Amen. Speak to them to execute true judgment and to show mercy and compassion. You remember what Jude says, but you, beloved, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ. On some, have compassion, make a difference. Others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. So God says, I want you to execute true judgment. Amen. We've got to learn to be right. We've got to learn to do what is right. We must be fair. We must be impartial. Amen. Just because you know me, don't render the charge to me different than you do to someone else. We must be fair in everything that we do. James would tell us that pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the widows and orphans and keep your Ourselves unspotted from the world. James goes on in James 2 8. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and is convinced of the law as being the transgressor. Amen. You will find that the, the same principles from the old to the new. Amen. Today, coming from the Lord and from His Word for us, He's given us the requirements. Zechariah 8, 16 through 17. Zechariah goes on and state, These are the things that you shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. And let none of you imagine evil in your heart against his neighbor. And love no false oath. For all these things do I hate, saith the Lord. Amen. God hates certain things. You remember, amen, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verse 16, Solomon wrote, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven is an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devise wicked imaginations, feet that be running swift to mischief, and a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soars discord among brethren. Amen. We have to be careful. Amen. We have to be real careful to make sure that we know the requirements, we do the requirements, and we follow the requirements. Uh, even Paul told the church at Ephesus in the fourth chapter in the 25th verse, uh, he says, Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Amen. We must get anger, we must get lying, we must get everything that's not like Christ out of our lives so that we can be true Christians, we can be true religion, and and be ready to meet the coming of the Lord. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 22, the rich young ruler says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do? that I may have eternal life. And he said unto him, 
Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which, Jesus says, thou should do no murder, thou should not commit adultery, thou should not steal, thou should not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What like I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. See, when the requirements come, amen, of what he needed to do, he didn't want to do it. Amen. But see, if we're going to be saved, we've got to obey, amen, the requirements uh, to get into the kingdom of God. Jesus says, no man can come unto the Father but by me. And so, therefore, if we're planning on seeing God, we're going to have to go the ways of Jesus, uh, what he's laid out. Uh, that's why on the day of Pentecost, uh, when they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, repent uh, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise uh, is to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves uh, from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this word was baptized, and they were added unto them the same day about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfast and the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Amen. The requirements, Peter said, was to repent, to be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they obeyed the requirements, and 3,000 was added to the church. Amen. God is not going to change the requirements. Amen. So we have to get in the mindset that we've got to do what God says. If we're going to come before him, Micah says, you can't give a ribble of oil. Amen. You can't bring all these animals and expect to go before God. He says, you have to learn, amen, the requirements that God has for you to come before him. And that requirement is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. When the Lord told Samuel to tell Saul, to go to destroy all the Amalekites. God says, I want you to destroy every bit of it. Amen. But what did Saul do? Saul went down. He kept Agag the king. They brought back the best of the flocks. And the Lord said to Samuel, It repenteth me that I have made Saul king. Amen. Over the people. Praise God. Here, let's look at 1 Samuel 15. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me, verse 1, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember thou which, uh, which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way 
when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, oxen and sheep, camels and ass. The requirements was to annihilate, get rid of everything. Amen. Now notice what transpires here. Amen. Drop down to verse number 7. And Saul smote the Amalekites from Hevelah unto thou comest to Shear, that is, over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the best of the oxen and of the fatlings and of the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refused, that they destroyed utterly. Then came the word of the Lord to Samuel, says, It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and have not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, he was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up him up a place and is gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal, Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. In other words, Saul says, I did the requirements, man. I did exactly what God told me to do. Amen. And Samuel says, Well, what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in my ear? And the lorn of the oxen, which I hear. And Saul says, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice the Lord to the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, stay, and I will tell you what the Lord have said to me to this night. And he said unto him, stay on. And Samuel said, when thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord? By, but this fly upon the spoil, and this evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said to Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me. And I have bought back Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the small sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Have the Lord as great a delight in burnt offering and sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Amen. He did not fulfill the requirements. Amen. You can do part of it. Amen. And think that you did the whole requirements. But no, 
You've got to do the whole commandments. Uh, Amen. You've got to do what God says. Uh, Amen. Jesus, when they asked him, what is the greatest commandments? uh, He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments uh, hangs all the law and the prophets. That is the requirement. Uh, So Micah says, uh, amen, wherefore shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the Most High God? He says, can I come before God in any way? Shall I come before Him with burnt offerings, uh, with calves of year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression and the fruit of my body for the sins of my soul? No, no. David would say the sacrifices of God is a broken heart, a broken and a contract spirit. Oh, God, you will not despise. But Micah goes on and he says, what now? He says, he showed you already. In other words, God has already showed us what is required. So none of us should miss the mark, Brother DeMuth. None of us should miss getting there because God has already showed us in his word what is required to come before him. We must walk just do justly. We must love mercy. And we must walk humbly before our God. David asks in Psalms 15, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hills? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor take up a reproach against his neighbor, and whose eyes a vile person is condemned. But he honored them that feared the Lord. He that swerved to his own hurt and changed not. He that put it not out his money to usury, nor taketh the ward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Amen. And like with Saul, you don't change the requirements to please the people. You've got to keep the requirements of God the right way. This is why a lot of people, we have so many false prophets and false teachers. They're trying to please the people instead of sticking to the requirements. God is not going to change His requirements. Amen. We need to know, as Brother DeMove says, what thou said the Word. What thou said God. You need to know what it says for yourself. If in a true false question, amen, just one word can make it false. Amen. And change it. You have to know. That's why they give you true or false questions and tests to see if you really know. You have to be able to pick up when there's a false word in there or word is missing that will make it false. That's why you have to pay attention to details. Amen. And God has already showed us. He told his disciples, I have given you an example. David would go on in Psalms 20. 
4, verse 3 through 5. Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings of the Lord and the righteousness of our God. Amen. So we got to learn to do just. Solomon says in Proverbs 20, verse 7, he says, A just man walketh in his integrity, and his children is blessed after him. So we've got to learn to be just. We've got to be fair. We've got to be right. We've got to execute true judgment and make right choices and right decisions. And God is trying to help us so that we can come before him. Praise God. We are to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength. And we have to love mercy. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. If God was to judge us right now, where would we stand? The psalmist says, Lord, if you would mark iniquity, who could stand? But there's forgiveness with you so that you will be reverenced and feared. Amen. This mercies a dude every morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For he's good because there's mercy and do it forever. Amen. We've got to love mercy. Amen. We've got to love it. Uh, and we've got to be willing to give it uh, to others that needs it. Uh, amen. We've got to love this thing. Uh, Jude said, but you, beloved, keep yourself uh, in the love of God. Uh, and build up yourself uh, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for what? The mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. On some, have compassion. Make a difference. Amen. We've got to love mercy. David says in Psalm 62, 12, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belonged to God and also belongeth to thee. Mercy. Amen. Amen. Mercy belongs to God. If you notice in Scripture, when someone was sick and Jesus was passing by, they would always hull out, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy upon me. Jesus did not push them away. Amen. Because he knew that mercy belongs to God. And he was God. And so when they says, Lord, have mercy upon us, he showed them mercy. When the leper says, Lord, have mercy on us, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And while they were going, they were healed. And one turned back and came and knelt down. Amen. And he was made completely whole. And the Bible says he was a Samaritan. You see, the Samaritans didn't have a priest that they could go to. Amen. To be pronounced clean. So the Samaritan decided, hey, I can't go with those guys. They've got a priest to go to. I'll turn around and go back to the one that healed me. I'll go to the high priest, Jesus Christ. Amen. And he was made completely whole. We've got to love mercy. Amen. We've got to be willing to give mercy. If the Lord was to judge us, who could stand? 
And there's mercy. Praise God. With Him. Oh, we must love mercy. Praise God. It's the Lord's mercies. We got to love it. My goodness. Like that song we sang, out of all the things, Jesus loves me. He showed mercy. When I should have been destroyed, He showed mercy. He had mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. Praise God. He showed us. He showed us. And to walk humbly before our God. Humility is the hallmark of a Christian. We've got to be humble. Don't, don't elevate yourself more higher than what you are. Jesus even said, if you bid to a, to a dinner, he says, take the lower seat. Amen. He says, take the lower seat. Let them bid you to the front. Don't go to the, to the head seat unless somebody more honorable comes in and then they send you away. Amen. He said, you take the lower seat. We have to learn to walk humbly. Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, through every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God to dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Don't elevate yourself and think you're higher. Amen. Than what you think you, you are. Amen. Because God has no problem with pulling the rug out from under you. Praise God. For the sacrifices of God a broken spirit, a broken and a contract heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Amen. God is always close to the humble. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, verse 5 and 6, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elders. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud and give it grace. To the humble, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that ye may exalt you and do time. Don't let pride get into your heart because God hates pride. Amen. Keep a heart of humility. Be clothed with humility. Walk in a humble mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and been found in the fashion of a man. He humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, and has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God. We got to be humble. 
be humiliated, wear humility. Amen. He showed us, oh man, what is required. Praise God. Who's like the Lord our God? The Bible says, who humbled himself and became obedient to death. The Psalms that says in Psalms 131, verse 1, David write in, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. He says, I'm walking in humility. Praise God. We must stay humble for our God. Are you meeting the requirements? Are you following God's requirements? He showed you, oh man, what's required. We can't buy our way to heaven. We don't have enough money. <laughs> we can't buy. But God has given us the requirements. He showed us what's required. Simple things. Do justly. Amen. Be fair. Be impartial. Love his brethren. Amen. All that is doing is just taking us right back to the second commandments. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's what he told the young ruler. If you look at it, he just told him the six things that is the required. Amen. Which is the second commandment. That's all he did. And then he says, go and sell that you have and come follow me. But he didn't want that part of the requirement. Amen. See, because we've got to learn to love mercy. Because if you notice what Jesus said, give it to the poor. See, we've got to be willing to help the poor. This is why James is saying, pure religion under the Father before God. The Father is this, to visit the widows and the orphans and keep yourself unspotted. In other words, help the widows and the orphans. Amen. Help each other. Share with each other. Care for each other. Amen. Love mercy. Think about what God has done for us. And be willing to reciprocate to someone else. The same. Amen. That's what God wants. And to keep ourselves humble. Because Paul has already told us in the last days, perilous times are going to come. Because men's going to be lovers of their own self. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truth breakers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such, turn away. For this sort of day which creep in the houses lead captive silly women, later with sin, ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. But we can't let pride get into our hearts. God hates it. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. So we got to learn to walk humbly. The same way Paul told Titus to adorn the doctrine of God. Notice what he said. Peter says, put on humility. The same way, let's wear. Let's wear. Let's stay humble. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for your requirements for our lives today. 
I'm thankful, Lord God, that you've made a way, oh God, for me today. I'm so glad you love me, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God, I praise you today, Lord. Let me, oh God, in my life, oh God, always be just and do just, oh God. Be right, be fair, be impartial. Let me love everyone, God, the same way that you love them. Let me always show mercy. Let me always prefer my brothers better than myself, O oh God. Let me always, O oh God, to have a humble spirit, O oh God, to live in humility and wear humility and walk in humility. O oh God, the way that your word tells me to do it, O oh God, that I will be a light in darkness and be an example of you, Lord, to be that radiant light, O oh God. Help us, O oh Lord Jesus, again today, God. I thank you for your love towards us. Oh, God, we thank you again and again and again for your great love and your precious name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. He knew me, yet he loved me. He whose glory made the heavens shine. And I'm so unworthy of such mercy, yet when he was on the cross, I was on his mind, and he knew me. Yet he loved me, he whose glory makes the heavens shine. And I'm so unworthy of such mercy. Yes, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. 